Ah, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net. And I'm glad that I'm the general manager at Wisports.net and not a high school athletic director in these next uh, few days, this week, next week. Obviously, we had a number of schools postponed or canceled earlier this week, which meant we had a lot of games postponed and canceled earlier this week. And the forecast for next week is not looking any better as uh, we have snow in the forecast for Sunday and Monday and freezing, bitterly cold temperatures early next week, middle of next week, and and who knows how long those will last. So we're looking at a strong possibility that the the, the lives of high school athletic directors uh, reconfiguring and and uh, redoing their winter sports schedules in the next week. Uh, are not going to be very fun. Um, not a fun time, again, to be a high school athletic director with all those cancellations, postponements, figuring out gym space, figuring out where everybody's going to go uh, for their games and trying to get all the uh, contests in in the time that you need to. So uh, good luck to all of the athletic directors out there and coaches that are trying to figure all of that out. As we had uh, talked about and teased uh, the last couple times on the WSN podcast, we're now past the halfway point of the winter sports season, specifically the basketball seasons for boys and girls. And with that comes uh, kind of a uh, an eye towards later in the year. Uh, not necessarily playoffs, but time to start thinking about award season and what's going to happen as we uh, look at not only all state, but for the purposes of today's discussions, Mr. Basketball and Miss Basketball. And just to, to clarify for everybody, with sports.net, we don't select those. We don't necessarily uh, have a say on those. Those awards, Mr. Basketball, Miss Basketball, are presented and selected by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association, as they have always been. There is a committee. Uh, of uh, retired, mostly retired coaches, although there are some active coaches, I believe, on on those committees uh, that um, get together and, and make those selections. They review information. They, uh, I believe, they review film. Some of them might try to get out to games as well and uh, make those selections for the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. Uh, we do um, assist the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association in. Uh, some of the publication and uh, and whatnot for those awards. We kind of write up the um, uh, releases that go out and uh, and get a hold of the the players and, and get some quotes and their coaches, etc. So we do assist with that part of it. But if you don't like who the WBCA picks as Mr. Basketball, Miss Basketball, don't don't yell at us. It's not not our choice, not our decision. Uh, Laughing in the background because he's been a part of this uh, for a number of years now, and I'm sure has fielded some uh, some comments or questions about Miss Basketball. Is Norbert Durst, our girls' basketball writer, fresh off a uh, well-deserved vacation, mini vacation, uh, out in LA, where he got away from all of our problems of snow and whatnot? At least he thought until he had to come back to Wisconsin. Uh, Norb, uh, good to have you back in the state of Wisconsin, and. Uh, and and rested and hopefully ready to go the rest of the year after your little trip. Yeah, definitely. Nice little break and really didn't miss too much while I was gone. Just a lot of rescheduling issues, as you've already mentioned in uh, the start of this program here. So let's get into it. And and before we get, <coughs> excuse me, uh, too much into what to look at this year for Miss Basketball, let's kind of take a, a, a trip down memory lane and, and let's talk about years past in, in the history of Miss Basketball. I mean, you look at the names that are on the list of, of award winners for Miss Basketball. It's uh, obviously, as you would expect, the cream of the crop, uh, just uh, historic names in, in high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, you think about Misty Bass from Janesville Parker winning it three years in a row, and they actually changed the <laughs> the rules after, after that to uh, award it only to senior players. Uh, but man, there are some great names on that list. Some some kids that did incredible things in high school went on to do incredible things at the college level. When you look over the last few years, anything that that I guess you would categorize as a surprise from the Miss Basketball selections over the last few years? You know, last season I think was a 
you know, a tough season. Um, you know, there was a lot of names I think that could be picked, could have been picked last season, ended up being Haley Oski. Um, you know, if I had a, had a selection, you know, maybe I'm taking uh, Sid Levy from uh, Appleton North just because, you know, she had won, uh, helped her team win the state title the year before and ended up winning the state title as a senior. But, you know, in years where it's pretty, pretty close, you know, it's just kind of up to the committee to make that decision. But, you know, as far as the last, you know, as you talked to the last handful of years go, that's probably the, my most surprising one. Um, but, you know, there's some really good names on that list, and it's always tough to make those decisions at the end of the season. I remember having those discussions last year, and, and I was kind of along with you there that I, uh, a little surprised that it wasn't Sidney Levy. As you looked over the, the stats from Sidney Levy and Haley Oski, they were very comparable. Levy had quite a bit more success with her team, though, leading them, uh, like you said, to a state championship as a junior and eventually to a state championship, a second straight state championship as a senior. Uh, Oski never played at state, so a little surprising on that selection. I think the only other thing that that maybe you could look at, and you can't disagree with the selection of Arike Ogunbowale as the uh, Miss Basketball selection in 2015, but there was also another girl in that class that did pretty well and has done pretty well, Megan Gustafson from South Shore, who re rewrote the uh, record books in high school basketball in Wisconsin, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but set records for career points, single season points, and uh, single pretty, game. Pretty high up there on single game, yeah. Um, but between those two girls, uh, very tough choice. I, I thought maybe that could have been one of those years where they uh, they went the co miss basketball route, but uh, did did select Arike uh, on her own, and uh, obviously we we saw and, and know what Arike did last year in the NCAA tournament generated a, a considerable, an incredible amount of uh, of discussion outside of just the women's basketball circle. Uh, I think she was on Ellen, if I remember correctly, and kind of made the the national scene. But how about Megan Gustafson? Uh, she is setting some records at Iowa in in Big Ten records as well. I think and they, she lead the state or lead the country in scoring right now. She does, yes. And neither of those. I girls believe ended in up, field goal percentage as well, and you know she's she's up there in a lot of those offensive categories. And neither one of those girls ended up in Wisconsin, which is a different <laughs> different story altogether. In fact, if you look back, um, Gabby Ortiz, Hannah Whitish, Sydney Cooks, Stella Moshkow. None of those girls ended up in the state of Wisconsin after winning Miss Basketball. Continue to hope that uh, that those things change around and um, you know they stay home, whether it's Marquette, Wisconsin, Green Bay, Milwaukee, what have you. Uh, Haley Oski, though, she she went to Green Bay, right? She did, yes. Uh, and have, I haven't seen, I guess, is she playing there? Is she redshirting? Do you know what her, her situation is? I believe she's getting some playing time. Okay. Could be wrong there. Just a lot of, a lot of stuff to keep track of, you know. Right. So let's take a look at this year's group of contenders, if you will. Really strong class when it comes to uh, highly ranked kids, highly sought after kids, kids setting, you know, scoring records of their own, etc. Um, how many how many players do you think are in kind of that elite finalist type of group, if you will? And, and just to clarify, the WBCA doesn't announce you know the 10 finalists or anything like that i, I know they do that in uh, minnesota they have uh i don't know if it's five or ten finalists they actually announce but who are the ones that you would put in a final group in contenders for miss basketball this year you know that's uh it's always tough to figure out where that cut line is but kids that definitely are in there uh mckenna warnock monona grove uh second in the state in scoring shamira williams leads the state in scoring she just Jumped over top of Warnock, actually. Um, Sydney Hilliard, Tara Stoffiger, she's not giving you a ton of points. Um, but, you know, she's part of that big Beaver Dam team where she doesn't have to score as much. Uh, Natalie Anderson has got to be in the mix. Sydney Roby from Milwaukee King, who's going to Miami. A couple other players that uh, can probably be in that mix as well. Shelby, Shelby Coker from Shortland Lutheran, who's... Averaging over 30 points per game, and Cassie Schultz uh, just under 22 points per game from Luxembourg Casco. Then you can, I mean, then there's a you know another group of kids, but I would say those are the the top kids when you're talking about Miss Basketball. 
so if you're if, if you're trying to whittle it down, what what are the things that you're looking at? What are the things that stand out the most out of some of these kids? And in when you have that many legitimate contenders, what what do you think it comes down to in in picking a top two or three, and then ultimately a a winner? You know. You, to me, you got to win games, and you know that's something that McKenna Warnock has done so well this season at Monona Grove. Uh, they've really uh, flipped the switch as far as figuring out how to win the games, and I know that's one thing that that definitely matters. You know, you, you're obviously your, your stats. You know, stats don't lie either uh, when it comes to that, and you know those, those some character things also come into play as well. But you know, anytime you're winning. Uh, leading your team, whether it be scoring, you know, uh, obviously a big, big part of it, but those other uh, stats as well can, can really uh, elevate a player to get in that mix as well. And that's a good point. If you look back over the winners that, that have uh, received missed basketball over the years, there's always kind of a similar profile, right? Highly, uh, highly ranked kids, you know, from a recruiting perspective, going on to play division one basketball, playing for a successful team, you know, having very good numbers, uh, you know, whether it's scoring or, or total numbers with rebounds, assists, et cetera. There's, there's kind of a standard profile that a lot of these kids have. Um, you know, as I look back over the list, I, I don't see, unless it's going way back before my time into the eighties and nineties, I don't, I don't see any kids that were not division one recruits that won miss basketball. Um, so you kind of you got to be that kind of player, right? I mean, you, you got to be committed to a Division One school to, to kind of be in the running. So give me your top three. Who, who would you say are your top three choices in the running for Miss Basketball right now? We'll put you on the spot and get a lot of people mad at you. Well, McKenna Warnock is on the top of my list right now. She, um, as I talked about before, she's putting up the numbers, you know, over 30 points per game. 14 rebounds per game. Uh, that's among the tops in uh, the state as well. Um, but also has wins over Milwaukee Academy of Science, who uh, Shamir Williams plays for, uh, and uh, a win over um, Monroe, who has Sydney Hilliard on their team. So I think those are the things that puts her at one at this this uh, current time. Uh, Shamir Williams, obviously in that mix as well. She's third all time in scoring. Um, started the season out kind of slow, but has really picked it up recently and taken over the top spot um, in the state's leaderboard for scoring. And then, you know, I'm just going to put Sydney Hilliard in that top three as well. Um, you know, 20 over 20 points per game, over eight rebounds per game, um, three assists, over three three steals. Um, does a lot of things well. She's not the scorer that that uh, maybe Shamir Williams or McKenna Warnock are, but you know, she's definitely a player that um, is a marquee kid that um, has done well in the past and is having a very good season this year. So you made a you might have given away the lead and and uh, and, and over teased it here, but who would you pick as the Miss Basketball for 2019? <laughs> well, you know, I guess I already said it. So right now I'm going with McKenna Warnock just because of not only the stats she's putting up, but also you know, the, the big win she has. And, and on Friday night, they beat Stoughton for the first time in her high school career. And Stoughton's had some really good teams in the past and, you know, really good defensively against uh, Monona Grove and McKenna Warnock. But I think that's another game that really has uh, notched that level where, you know, she is the favorite right now. And it's a matter of what we're going to see the rest of the season out of, out of McKenna Warnock, Shamir Williams, Hilliard, and, you know, a bunch of other of those kids on that list. So do you think it will be Mark McKenna Warnock if you were a, a betting man, not necessarily what you think should happen, but you think will happen? Do, do you think it will be Warnock? I really do think it will be Warnock uh, just because of, um, you know, what she's done this year. I think there are maybe some questions about, you know, can she push her team to the to the next level and and uh, not only in the Badger South, but in the state rankings, and they're right up there in both. So I think, you know, that's really shown what she can do as a player. And, you know, but Shamir Williams, I feel like, is right behind there. And I would not be shocked if she was picked, but I would uh, say Warnock is the choice. Well, there you have it. Norbert Durst uh, thinking that McKenna Warnock from Monona Grove 
not only should be the selection for Miss Basketball in 2019, but will be the uh, selection for Miss Basketball in 2019. And Norb, just to kind of bring folks up to speed, kind of lay out the the timeline and, and what will happen with the Miss Basketball announcement from the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. Yeah, that'll um, you know get selected right around uh, uh, sectional time. The player will be uh, you know notified around that time, and then the week of the the state tournament, it will be announced and then awarded at the uh, the Rush Center um, with the with the big uh, poster and you know just a little more recognition uh, on uh, the WISports.net, of course, and then uh, on the uh, basketball coaches. Association page as well with write up and just a little more information about the player that wins. And we uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that our good friends at Just a Game Fieldhouse in Wisconsin Dells are the presenting sponsor of the Miss Basketball Award and Mister Basketball Award for the WBCA. Of course, Just a Game does a an incredible job not only with youth events that go on there, but uh, as I took in last week, they have a number of high school games on the quarter champions. I got a chance to see Blackhawk and Melrose Mindoro girls last week, uh, last weekend when I was over at the JAG for my son's youth tournament. And you can find the WBCA hall of fame at the uh, just a game field house as well. Uh, Norm, I, I can't remember. Were you here when we uh, wrote some of the, the panels and the feature stories for, uh, for that hall of fame or was that before your time? Nope. That was right when I started here. Gotcha. So you can you can check out some of the panels on some of the big stories in high school basketball history that are up on the wall. Uh, I had a, a hand in writing a few. Um, we WSN was very involved in in putting that information together. So check it out if you can. If you get over to uh, just a game, uh, all of the great information that they have there, scoring leaders in the history. Uh, the again the panels kind of laying out some of the the great stories in in Wisconsin basketball. All kinds of Great stuff going on at uh, Just a Game. By the way, Norb, uh, what, remind me again, what number were you at UW-Richland when you played? Um, 41, I think. 41. <laughs> Did you know that your jersey is up in the rafters at Just a Game Fieldhouse? Yeah, that wasn't because of me, though. <laughs> oh. It was the jersey you wore, though. It was the exact okay. same jersey. No kidding. I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna Glenn have Rice. Him put a, I'm going to have him put a... Uh, <laughs> Norbert Durst uh, uh, tagline on there. So everybody knows oh, yeah. You. Nice. All right, Norb, good stuff. Always uh, appreciate you giving us your insight on, on girls' hoops. And uh, look forward to what should be a, an exciting race for girls' basketball and, and Miss Basketball. As you said, some very deserving kids still in the running. And it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out over the next few weeks and, and month or two here. Uh, Norb, uh, welcome back to Wisconsin, where it's going to be minus 20 next week. Um, but, uh, good to have you back uh, after your trip to LA and, uh, we'll, we'll chat many times, uh, as we kind of close in on the end of the basketball season here. Sounds good. Look forward to it. So a number of favorites in the girls side with Miss Basketball, a great job by Norbert running down all of the contenders. And uh, I think if you look at the boys side for Mr. Basketball, it's just as interesting and intriguing this year, maybe for a little bit different reasons. Um, but for further discussion and, in uh, insight on the Mr. Basketball selections this year and in the process. We'll bring in Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer at Wisports.net, also a WBCA Hall of Famer. And Mark, before we get into this year's discussion and who might be some of the favorites for 2019, let's take a quick uh, look back, just like we did in girls, at some of the recent selections for Mr. Basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Any in the last few years that you look at that are, are surprising or eye-opening you know not really i mean i think uh you know obviously every year you can go a number of different directions uh in terms of who who you would pick for that award um there's there's obviously good players every year that come out of our state um and picking just one is 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 difficult last year uh was a case in point um uh, obviously with with jordan mccabe winning the award um but with, with other really uh, quality candidates like Tyler Harrell, for example, who's doing very well right now, and Tyrese Halliburton, who who obviously uh, led his team to the to the state championship and is doing very well at Iowa State. So, um, you know, you can go a, a number of different ways uh, in any given year, but certainly Jordan uh, was very uh, worthy in his own right. Uh, 
you know, obviously leading his team to the to the state championship in Division Two a year ago. So, um, you know, it's it, it's a, obviously a, a, a subjective thing. You know, some people think maybe, uh, you know, one player deserves it over another, and um, you know, uh, it's hard to argue. I mean, you certainly last year could have made a case for uh, someone like Tyrese Halliburton or T- Tyler Harrell, um, but the committee went with Jordan McCabe and. Um, you know, the year before, Colby King of Lacrosse Central won, and the year before that, uh, the two boys from Stevens Point, Sam Hauser and, and Trevor Anderson, shared the award. So, um, and then the year before that, we had uh, two guys share the award, Diamond Stone and Henry Ellenson. So, uh, and then Kamban Looney won it the year before. So, it's been a it's been a pretty good run. Those are some pretty darn good players, obviously. And uh, this year uh, is no exception. You know, I think uh, we don't have a guy, uh, you know, that that jumps out at you uh, immediately as a uh, you know, like a high major NCAA Division One player who's going to play at, you know, Wisconsin or Marquette or someplace like that. But um, you know, we do have really good players in our state this year, and and uh, there's several that that will obviously be in the running for the award this this season. And it uh, it it is one of those things where, for instance, last year Jordan McCabe. You can't argue against Jordan McCabe winning it, right? But certainly there were arguments for Tyrese Halliburton, as you mentioned, Tyler Hero. Uh, I know that the WBCA did take a little bit of heat last year. There was some folks that felt like it should have been Tyler Hero winning that award, and uh, there were some some Uh comments out there about that. But, again, it's hard to argue against a a kid like Jordan McCabe winning it, two-time state champion and everything that he had done. Um, you mentioned right. the, the right. co-winners a few years ago that we had two years in a row, in fact. And anytime you do uh-huh. co-winners of an award, there's some people that feel like, you know, that's not the way to go, that it should just be one one person that wins the award. And um, But ultimately, again, it's, it's hard to argue against uh, any number of, of players that won it or maybe should have been in the running. Let's let's take a look at this year's contenders. And as you said, it's and as we talked about a number of times on our podcast uh, with this 2019 senior class, just not as many high level, high major type kids as what we've had in the past. What we have in some of the underclass groups, and so it does uh, kind of give us an interesting scenario. Um, talk us through some of the contenders, uh, the the top contenders, if you will right now for 2019 Mr. Basketball? Sure. Um, I'm actually going to be releasing a story uh, a little bit later today on WISports.net on the on the top candidates uh, for the award. Uh, as We we call, you know, we call that a, a tease in the business, right? Yes, yes. Uh, we're just a little past the midway point, so the numbers now, you know, kids have played, you know, about half their games or a little more than half and have put up, uh, you know, pretty consistent numbers in terms of their shooting percentages and their points and rebounds, assists, what have you. Um, so I broke them down into three categories, and, and the first four guys that I talked about um, are kind of under the category of the favorites. Um, and I led off with Marcus Domask of Wapan, um, who's committed to Northern Kentucky. And uh, Marcus is having a great year for a team that is currently ranked uh, number two uh, among Division three schools in our WISports.net coaches poll at Wapan. They're, I believe they're 11-1 and one right now, uh, and they're unbeaten in the East Central Conference at 7-0. and oh. He's averaging 29 points, nine rebounds, and four-and-a-half assists a game. And he's also got great shooting uh, percentages, 63% from the floor, 83% from the free-throw line, and 44% from three-point three range. And I think his ability to make three-point shots is an area that he's really improved on. Uh, he's 32 of 73, so he's got a pretty good number right now in terms of how many attempts he's had. Uh, he's very consistent and, and obviously has done a tremendous job playing for his dad, uh, Dan Domask at Wapan. Uh, as a freshman, as you recall, Travis, they won the D3 state title. And, of course, he would like to begin his career and end his career uh, you know, with state championships, and certainly Wapan will be one of the D3 schools in the mix to win it. Uh, other guys that I talked about as favorites, uh, David Skokman of Waukesha West, who remains uncommitted but continues to get recruiting interest from the likes of Wisconsin and Minnesota, among many others. Uh, he's having a very fine season at Waukesha West. Uh, uh, they're 13-1 and right now, and they're ranked number four at the Division One uh, level in their, in their WIS Sports Coaches poll. David is averaging 18.5 points, 13.5 rebounds, and 3.1 block shots. Uh, 
for Waukesha West um, and his ability to, to move well, to play inside and outside, and obviously to block and rebound and score um, at 6'10 uh, are very intriguing. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on how Waukesha West uh, finishes up the regular season here. They're, they're currently in first place in the Classic Gate. They, they've come uh, from behind to overtake Arrowhead uh, for first place in that conference and, um, you know, sitting at 13-1. and one. Uh, if, if David continues to play really well, um, and, uh, you know, continues to put up those numbers, I think he's going to be a real strong candidate. The funny thing is both, both David and, and, uh, Marcus were teammates this past summer and spring on a AU circuit with the Ray Allen select program. So they know each other very well and are good friends. Uh, the two other guys I talked about as, as under the favorites, Deontay Long, um, Milwaukee, Washington, um, he's averaging uh, 20.8 points, 8.9 rebounds, and 4.0 assists for Washington. Um, he did not play on Tuesday when they lost to Vincent uh, due to sickness, um, but he has scored more than 1,500 points in his career and, of course, uh, led them to a runner-up finish in Division Two last year. He, he also was uncommitted, um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, uh, you know, 6'5", versatile player that – that is probably the hardest guy uh, in the state to stop in a one-on-one situation. Um, and his off-the-court issues, you know, how is that going to affect, uh, uh, you know, where he ends up in college remains to be seen. I did talk and to that's kind of the, of the WBCA. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's kind of the asterisk, right, with, with Deontay Long, is in, even in this conversation about Mr. Basketball, is the, the off-the-court issues, uh, very well publicized last year, uh, rested for... Uh, party to a, uh, a felony robbery, convicted of a felony, served six months in jail um, after the high school basketball season to re- uh, and then return this year. I mean, that, that's the big asterisk yeah. with him, right? Well, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, I, I talked to Jerry Pettigrew because we, I, before I wrote the story, I wanted to know if, if Deontay would be considered for the award. Uh, and Jerry said he would be. Uh, there's nothing in there in their bylaws or in their Mr. Basketball Award uh, rules that would prevent him from from being uh, considered for the award, uh, um, despite the fact that, uh, you know, he's had he's had his issues off the court, like you mentioned before. So, um, you know, if you go strictly on what he's accomplished on the basketball court um, and, and how he's, um, you know, been a, a key player for one of our um, top programs in Wisconsin, uh, certainly he's in the mix. Um, uh, but, you know, will that, Will off-the-court issues uh, kind of sidetrack him with the voters? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. Um, but um, certainly from a talent perspective, he would be a, a guy that that most coaches would love to have on their team. Um, uh, so anyway, that's uh, he will be considered for the award, I guess, is, the, <laughs> is kind of the uh, uh, what, what will happen at the end of the day. Um, and and that, the fourth to me, guy I to me about, Mark, that's, go ahead. I, it's a little surprising, I guess, that that the WBCA would would consider him based on the off the court issues and based on the potential significant blowback and and uh, negative attention I think that could come if if he did uh, receive Mister Basketball. Um, I guess it's a little surprising to me. What's what's your take on it? Um, you know, I I didn't get real in depth with Jerry. I guess I, I just wanted to know if he'd be considered because if he wasn't going to be considered, then I wouldn't have included him in the story. But um, I think that they might be taking their lead from the WIAA and and Washington High um, as long as he's eligible to play for the w, through the WIA and and um, you know most specifically through Washington High School, uh, then then he would be considered. Um, you know. Um, he obviously served a suspension uh, prior to the start of his junior year um, when he went out for cross country, um, and then was was able to play you know the vast majority of his of his junior season and have a very good year and lead lead his team uh, to the state tournament and a second place finish to Kakana in a very memorable game. So my hunch is that that that's where the WBCA is getting its uh, uh, signal from 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 both Washington High and their athletic code and. And then, of course, from the WIA, and, and uh, you know, he's been able to play, paid his dues, and, and now he's trying to, you know, get his life back in order and and um, and lead his team to, to more success. So uh, surprising, maybe a little bit, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's played through Washington and obviously in the tournament a year ago, so uh, it's hard to deny, you know, to be the one organization that says no, um, but... Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if it if it does 
factor in uh, potentially with some of the guys on the panel that vote for the uh, Mr. Basketball Award from the WBCA. So, um, and then the, the last guy, Travis, uh, in terms of uh, under the favorites is a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a surprise to some people, but those that have seen him play know just how good he is. And that would be Jaden Zachary of uh, Westosha Central, who has a Division II offer from Concordia St. Paul, but is uncommitted at this point. And those that remember watching him play last year at the state tournament against Kakana in the D2 semifinals, remember what a tough uh, physical defender he was against Jordan McCabe and the Ghosts. And in, in this year, he's really improved his scoring. They lost two starters off their team, but they're, they're still achieving a lot of success. They're 11-1, and one, and Jaden is averaging 21.4 points, which is up quite a bit from a year ago. Uh, and he's also averaging 4.8 rebounds. 5.2 assists and, and 2.8 steals. Um, and he's shooting 62% from the field and 72% from the line. He's not a great three-point shooter, but I think uh, I think in terms of on-the-ball defense, there might not be a better player in Wisconsin than, than Jaden Zachary, um, you know, a guy that can really put a lot of pressure on the ball and can guard a couple different positions. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as Wistosha continues to win, his chances of getting the award will only increase um, but you know, it's interesting that three of the top four that we under our favorites, uh, section are not committed at this point in Skogman, uh, Deontay Long, and then Jaden Zachary. So it'd be interesting to see where all three of those guys, um, end up. And if you look back at the history of the Mr. Basketball selections, it, just like we talked about in girls, there's kind of a, a profile, a, a type of player that, that wins the award it's someone that's highly uh recognized on a you know rankings and and recruiting perspective if you look back i mean i'm I'm just going back through the list every player for the last 10 to 15 years basically or or longer has been a division one player or at least had division one Mm -hmm. talent um you know in a, a successful team uh good stats to go with it obviously good individual stats and so you right. kind of have to look for those kinds of guys when you're talking about the favorites. And certainly I think those four fit the bill, even though, like you said, three of them are, are uncommitted right now. And Jaden Zachary yep. uh, maybe doesn't have the D1 offers or, or uh, attention that, uh, that you might see from some of the other guys or, or past winners. But, yeah, I mean, those are the guys yep. that, that fit that kind of category. Are there any other kids that – that are legitimate contenders to get into the mix, not just, you know, they're having a good year. They'll be all state type of kids, but legitimately could be in the mix for Mr. Basketball that you didn't mention uh, among the favorites. That I did mention. Yeah. Um, Uh, That you didn't mention. I'm sorry. Oh, among the favorites. Uh, Other than the favorites, you know, I, I I did mention uh, four guys that I put under other contenders who are having really good seasons um, and, and leading their team to a lot of success. Um, they'd have to, you know, really finish with a flurry to get in that mix uh, of the top four maybe, but there's enough season left and their teams are doing well enough and they're doing well enough individually where that could happen. Uh, one of the guys is uh, Gage Malinsack from Brookfield Central, um, a kid that uh, has scored over 1,400 points in his prep career and was player of the year in the greater metro as a sophomore. Uh, he's going to Truman State, a Division II school in Missouri, um, six-foot old point guard, as, as most know. Uh, and then Noble Days, a 6'9 uh, uh, forward from Racine Park who committed to Tulane and is uh, probably the highest-ranked kid in our class of 2019 in terms of national rankings. Uh, Noble uh, has struggled to score throughout his high school career but has impacted the game in other ways, and, and that's kind of the case again this year. He's averaging 10.5 points a game. Um, but he's also averaging uh, 10.1 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and 3.5 block shots. Um, so, you know, his numbers are across the board are good, even if his scoring is, is rather pedestrian. Uh, and then two other guys that I think uh, uh, have a chance um, are Logan Benson. And, and most people probably don't know much about Logan. He's a 6'5 wing from Ellsworth High School in the Middle Border Conference. He got a scholarship to Southwest Minnesota State, a D2 school. Um, and uh, he's averaging 25.4 points, 13.2 rebounds, and 2.8 assists, um, and uh, has helped Ellsworth uh, to an 8-4 record. Uh, and then uh, out of the city conference, uh, there's a couple guys, Kyrene Gaines at Milwaukee Madison, 
Um, he's averaging 26 points a game, and, and Madison is 11-3. and three. And Kevin Cook, who's having a very good year at Rocky Bayview, uh, and Bayview is an upstart team in the city that has a 13-1 record right now. Uh, Daryl Longley's doing a great job coaching over there. And Kevin is a 6-6 uh, forward who's uncommitted. He's averaging uh, just about 19 points, 11.5 rebounds, and almost two block shots per game. And then I just want to mention two other guys real quickly um, who are also, uh, you know, possibilities uh, provided their teams finish strong and they continue to finish strong. And one of them is uh, up by the Eau Claire area, Logan Mulhern of Osseo Fairchild. Um, he was player of the year in the Western Cloverbelt a year ago. And this year he's averaging 28.1 points, 11.6 rebounds, and 4.9 assists. He's a 6-2 guard who does pretty much everything out there for a very good Osseo team that's 12-1 and one right now. He's also scored over 1,500 points in his career. And then Jacob Fierst over at West Dallas Central, who's committed to Morningside College in Iowa. That's an NEI school. He's putting up big numbers in a, in a really good uh, uh, Woodland Conference in the Western Division, that Woodland. He's averaging 24.6 points and 8.9 rebounds for West Dallas Central, which is 11-2. and two. So those were the guys that I kind of came up with, at least in the, in the, in the mix. My hunch is that Marcus Domask is, is ahead of the pack right now from Waupon. Um, but, you know, if, if it's a 400 uh, in a in track meet, the other guys are all on the track and, and they all have a chance as, as, we, as we finish the first 200 meters and we'll see where they end up. So you, you kind of answered my question, I guess, but I, I was, I was going to put you on the spot and, and ask who you would pick. <laughs> For Mr. Basketball, but it sounds like Marcus Domask is would be your selection. Is that correct? I think if I had a, if we had a pick today, uh, and I, I see no reason that Marcus won't continue to put up really good numbers and his team have uh, continued success, he would be my pick. I just think that overall, from a, uh, his impact in, in terms of rebounding, scoring, defending, uh, passing, uh, shooting percentages, the fact that their team is winning, um, and the fact that he's been a four-year varsity kid who who's been a very good player uh, and a very good teammate throughout, um, he would be my guy at this point, yes. Let's switch gears a little bit and ask you who you think will earn the Mr. Basketball Award. Do you think it, it will be Marcus Domask? You know, I think that it's going to be uh, a pretty close race between Domask and, and Skogman. I think uh, I think David's going to get a lot of, a lot of um, love from uh, you know from the committee, just from the fact that he's you know he's getting he very well could get an offer from Wisconsin or Minnesota to go along with you know he's already got Rutgers and, and Valparaiso and a, a whole host of other mid-major uh, programs. Texas Tech offered him, so you know he's got those those quote-unquote high-major offers. And if Waukesha West can can uh, can finish out this season really strong. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe make it to the state tournament. I, I think that he, he will be in the mix. Um, as far as the other guys go, um, I think that they'd have to do something kind of special the rest of the way. Um, but I wanted to mention a, a bunch of guys that are really having really good years and um, deserve to be singled out for guys that, you know, uh, should be in the hunt. Um, but, you know, you, you can only pick one. Um, and so um, my hunch is that, 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 uh, Marcus Domask and, and uh, David Scobin will be the two guys that it'll boil down to. And, you know, we'll see where it ends in terms of how they finish the season. I mean, Deontay Long could pop in that mix if, if Washington runs the table for now until the state tournament and, and he just goes crazy with his, uh, you know, with his stats and with, with playing well. Um, but at this point today on uh, January 24th, I think Domask and Skogman maybe have separated themselves just a little bit from the rest of the pack. And just as a reminder to, to folks out there, the uh, Mr. Basketball Award, as we talked about under Miss Basketball with Norbert, is presented by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. Um, if you don't like who they pick, don't complain to us. <laughs> uh, it, it's a uh, WBCA award, um, and, and it's presented by the WBCA. As a reminder on the timeline, so there is a committee, uh, Mr. Basketball Committee, that uh, that is involved in selecting the Mr. Basketball Award. That committee will meet, uh, I, don't, I don't know, one or two times uh, or multiple times, I'm not sure. Um, and then the final selection is made basically the weekend or, or week of sectionals. And uh, then from there, 
the announcement is made usually. It kind of depends on what the WBCA would like to do, but either the week of the state tournament or uh, during the state tournament. And the winner of the Mr. Basketball Award is recognized at the state tournament during state uh, championship Saturday, uh, either at ha- usually at halftime of one of the games, depending on whether that player is participating in a game or uh, their team has, has already been done by that point. So uh, that's kind of the timeline. It, it is selected before the state tournament. It is announced before or during the state tournament. So those, uh, those big performances in the state finals don't necessarily come into play uh, when it comes time to vote on Mr. Basketball. Mark, before we let you go, I do want to hit on one other topic that has been on a lot of people's minds uh, that that kind of uh, popped up earlier this week, I think it was, and that is the situation at Mineral Point where one of the elite players in the sophomore class, the 2021 class, is no longer on the team at Mineral Point. Braden Daly, what, uh, what can you tell us about that situation? Well, you know, as you know, that's a that's a bit of a touchy situation. It's one that you, you don't want to make too many assumptions on because there's a lot of factors involved. But uh, it's unfortunate, I guess, is the is the biggest uh, way to put it. I mean, uh, um, he did leave the team uh, last Tuesday following uh, the game against Cuba City, a game that Mineral Point won. He and his older brother Mason, who is a senior uh, at Mineral Point, uh, turned in their uniform and. You know, I think there was hope that perhaps they would rejoin the team and you know let cooler heads prevail and and so forth. But uh, that that didn't happen, and uh, they haven't been at uh, at practices uh, this week. And uh, it's beginning to look like uh, it would be a, a pretty much a long shot for either of the boys to return at this point. Um, my guess is that they'll probably finish the school year uh, at Mineral Point, and I, I know that uh, their house is for sale in in Mineral Point, and. Uh, you know, that we're going to be moving, and uh, my guess is Braden will be transferring to a new school for next school year, and, of course, Mason will be in college then. Um, so it's a big blow, obviously, to Mineral Point and to Dan Burson's program. I mean, anyone who knows Dan knows he's a great guy and a really good coach, and, and you hate to see something like this happen. Um, you know, the reasons that the dailies left, I mean, that's all conjecture. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is they're not there. Um and, um, you know, Braden, like you mentioned, a great player, uh, played exceptionally well, I thought, at uh, the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout in Concordia just last month. That's a couple of really big games and is a fun player to watch. Um, you know, there's rumors that, that he might end up at another school in the Swell Conference. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out. I mean, uh, we'll stay on top of it from uh, from a news perspective. And uh and yet it's one of those things that, as you can imagine, Travis, not, not a lot of people want to go on the record to, to give their comments on why it happened or how it could happen, um, just that it did happen. And, uh, you know, Mineral Point's left uh, searching a little bit, but they, they still have a really good team, obviously, with Isaac Lindsay, their junior guard, who's got several D1 offers, and Wesley Burgett, who's a really good jun- uh, junior forward. Um, and, and this Liam, Liam Stump, who they've uh, inserted in the starting lineup, uh, He's a sophomore, really good baseball player, but a terrific all-around athlete. And he played really well uh, in his first game as a starter last Saturday uh, in their loss to Caledonia, Michigan. He hit several threes in that game. And so, you know, I think Mineral Point is still going to be a a huge factor going forward in terms of how they can achieve success on the court. We'll just have to do it without Mason and Braden Daly. And, and, uh, you know, you just uh, hope everyone can turn the page and move on and, uh, hope everyone uh, you know that it, for all involved that it ends up uh, being a you know something that uh, everyone can live with and work through and and uh, you know end up being somewhat of a positive for all involved in in a lot of ways I, it it seems like a somewhat similar scenario as we saw play out at Ripon a few years ago with uh, uh, Luke Lowy I believe he left the team mid-year if I'm not mistaken mm. and then ended up the next year at Fond du Lac uh, to finish his high school career and yeah. there were some different yeah. dynamics involved there. It, it just, it seems like there's kind of some parallels between the two situations. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. And uh, there are some parallels. I mean, cause obviously Rippon Rippon had two uh, division one players in, in uh, Bennett Banner class who's playing at Ohio and, and, and Luke who's playing at William and Mary. And, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, uh, he did leave the team, uh, uh, in the middle of the season, his junior year, I believe it was, and 
you know, I think he came back for a little bit and then maybe got hurt. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, but then, you know, once the season was over, uh, family moved to Fond du Lac and he transferred and, you know, that was the end of that. Um, but, you know, anytime a coach or a player, uh, leaves the team in the middle of the season, um, and it's, it, it's concerning, you know, it's just not the way, um, you want uh, high school athletics to go. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's something that, um, you know, might might sound a little trite, but uh, you know, high school athletics is supposed to be a learning environment. Um, you know, uh, similar to the classroom in the sense that, uh, you know, on a basketball team and it's a long season, you're going to have ups and downs, and you're going to have victories, and you're going to have setbacks, and you know, you're not going to agree with everything the coach does, or maybe the coach is upset with uh, how a player's uh, accepting criticism. I mean, there's so many things that go into it, as you know, in in any of the sports, football, basketball, baseball, what have you. Um, you just uh, hope that rather than uh, quitting that, um, you know, you could work through the, the disagreements and, and come to a mutual understanding um, and, and move forward uh, and, and learn from it. Um, so, but, you know, you're right. The, the situation in Ripon is very similar to what's happening in Merrill Point. Um, you know, kids transferring schools. I mean, we talked about that uh, obviously last fall with the, the kids from Sun Prairie going over to Nicolet and, you uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it seems a little bit more common perhaps now uh, than it was uh, when the WI put the transfer rule in about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever it was. Um, and uh, I think that's a it's definitely a cause of concern for a lot of high school coaches that have mentioned it to me um, that, you know, we, we don't want the high school game becoming, uh, you know, this, this, this um, you know, the kids to have the mentality that they can leave and, and go wherever they want. Um, and yet at the same time, you know, uh, the kids do have that right. Um, and the parents have that right to send their child to whatever school uh, they would like. Um, but the outside influences and so forth, you want to minimize those as much as possible. Yeah, just a tough such a, uh, situation all around. As, as you mentioned, Dan Burrison, a well-respected coach in the state of Wisconsin, a longtime coach, uh, very successful Mineral Point seemed like they had a lot going for them. Some struggles this year, maybe more than, than you would have thought, and maybe some of those internal struggles just uh, kind of won out in this situation, but certainly one that we'll monitor, yeah. certainly one that uh, I'm sure you'll stay on top of and, and keep uh, our readers abreast of as uh, things develop, whether it's in the next week or next uh, next months on where Braden Daly might end up next year. Uh, but uh, yes, with that, sure. we'll uh, we'll put a wrap on, on this week's podcast. Mark, great discussion, as always, on uh, Mr. Basketball and, and the Mineral Point situation. Appreciate you joining us. you got a big event coming up this weekend. Give us a, uh, a one-minute preview of the, uh, the border battle and, and what we can look for and maybe where they can find more information. Yeah, well, they can find more information on wisports.net on, on our boys' basketball page. Excuse me. We did a pre- I did a preview for the uh, for the uh, each of the games coming up Saturday. If people can't make the trip over, they can watch it on the stream on BallerTV.com. I'm not sure what the cost is, but it's pretty minimal, I think. Um, and you know, we have some really good games. One of the games I'm really looking forward to is Brookfield Central against Eastridge, uh, two of the top large school teams in, in each of the respective states. Eastridge has a kid that uh, signed with. Uh, Milwaukee and Coach Pat Baldwin and Courtney Brown, he's a senior, and they have a junior uh, by the name of Ben Carlson, a 6'10 junior who's averaging 15 and 8, who Wisconsin has offered among other Division I programs. And then, of course, Brookfield Central, the fans in Wisconsin know all their guys. Cole Now, a great defender and great all-around player. We've got Gage Malinsack, David Joplin, and then uh, young, uh, younger now, Ben Now, who's already got a couple of D1 offers. So uh, that promises to be a, a pretty exciting game. Um, and then, uh, you know, on Alaska gets the, uh, gets the challenge of playing against Minnehaha Academy, which has uh, uh, Jalen Suggs, who's ranked as the number 11 prospect in the country in the 2020 class. And then they also have a seven-foot sophomore, Chet Holmgren, who's ranked as the number 50 prospect in the 2021 class. So Coach Craig Cowell will have his, uh, his work cut out for him, but – as we saw last weekend up in lacrosse at the Midwest Players Classic, uh, lacrosse central took Minnehaha right down to the buzzer there. So, uh, you know, if Alaska plays well and, and controls the tempo, I think they have a chance to maybe spring an upset. Um, Brookfield East gets to take on Apple Valley, and Apple Valley lost a lot through graduation, but 
as everyone knows, it's one of the more storied programs in, over in Minnesota. They won three state titles in the last six years. Uh, kind of an interesting matchup, too, Travis, at 245 Wapon with Marcus Domask and Quentin Winterfeld and all the guys on their squad. They go up against Rochester Mayo, uh, which is coached by Luke Madsen, who formerly coached at Bloomer and at Chippewa Falls. And, of course, Luke's sons, Gabe and Mason Madsen, are juniors now, and they're on that Mayo team. And uh, Gabe is averaging 26, and Mason's averaging 21. So that'll be a real test for Wapon. Um, and, you know, they're going up against a team that has some, some guys, obviously, with very strong Wisconsin ties. So, and then in our small, one of our feature small school games, Clear Lake, which is 13-0 and right now, uh, they get to take on Lake City, uh, which is 12-2, and um, two really good small school programs um, that, um, you know, we'll, we'll get an opportunity to, to uh, see what each has. And, uh, you know, for Clear Lake, obviously playing up in the Lakeland Conference to get a chance to play a really good team from Minnesota in an event like this is, is terrific. I know Coach Sarden said the community is really looking forward to it, and um, it'll be fun to watch them. Of course, they were at the state tournament last year and um, probably favored to possibly get back there again this year. Um, so it'll be fun to watch Bailey Blanchard and Bryce Hacker and Marshall Kane and the guys go at it against a really good Lake City team. All right, good stuff. We'll look forward for uh, more information on that. And as Mark said, check out the full preview on the boys' basketball page at wisports.net. I tell you to get out and get to a game, but the next couple days might be your last chance to get to a game for a while here. We had early cancellations this week. We have a threat of uh, significant cancellations next week between snow and cold. So get out when you can. Uh, It's cold outside, but wear a coat. And uh, get to a game as much as you can. Great job. uh, Great discussion today with Norbert Durst, with Mark Miller on uh, Boys and Girls Hoops. Uh, Until next time, though, this has been the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.